Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, good to see each of you. Uh, just grateful, grateful, grateful to you. I want to say welcome to our online audience uh, Man, we have a great online audience every week. Uh, great people join us online, very consistently join us. So we want to say welcome to you and thank you, church family. Um, so hey, I'm going to speak a little bit to the married couples real fast. Sometimes marriage is just flat funny, man, I'm just telling you. So been married 28 years to an incredible lady. And so um, I have one of my gifts is sarcasm to a certain extent. Well, not probably to a certain extent. <laughs> Probably to a way high extent. So we were talking last night. So we have had a lot going on in, in the church and with the church. It's just a summer. It's a great summer already. God's doing amazing things. And I wanted to give a shout out to a bunch of that uh, today before I got into my message. And so it's about 8, 8.30. And I told Melissa, I said, hey, babe, I said, I need you to make me a little cheat sheet of little things I need to highlight because uh, I want to give a shout-out to, to, to our kids and to, to our college students who were leaders this week in, at camps. She says, okay, uh, what do you want to write that on? I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm just a country boy. It doesn't matter, baby. Just toilet paper, napkin, just piece of paper. It doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm like, so 45 minutes or so go, what goes by, about 9, 9.15. I'm shutting down because I, I roll early. So, so I went to bed, and she's getting everything ready for online service. And, and she said, I'll make you a little cheat sheet, and I'll put it by your Bible. Because I always put my Bible by the coffee pot, so I'm going to walk out about 5.30. I just grab it and go. And so I get up, get dressed, walk out, go by the coffee pot, grab my Bible, and on top of my Bible, I have a kind bar that I always have on top of that. And so under that, there's my little cheat sheet. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my little cheat sheet. Angel solved toilet paper. I love you. Thank you. The first thing you say as a husband to your wife, that's what you're going to get. So I said, it doesn't matter. Toilet paper, napkin, doesn't, I got toilet paper. So a lot of love right here. See, angel soft, angel in church. Yes, that just fits. I mean, you can do that. So let me say a couple of things. I need to give a shout out to some people. Man, Vacation Bible School came and went like a lightning strike. Man, it was fast. But it was a great Vacation Bible School. A couple, several weeks ago, we did that. Katie Miller, Melissa Huffman, EJ, Hannah, Renee was a big part of the team on that. They did a great job for Vacation Bible School. Can we just give them some love real fast? Uh, that came and went fast, boy. Um, so then our students went to, to youth camp. They went to Dallas to youth camp. And uh, man, they just had an impacting weekend. I mean, that, that's a great camp. Uh, a great, God did great things with our, with our youth at youth camp and Youth Foundation. And, so, and then our students came home and did local missions this week with Mission 2540, Bricks Boyette. It's part of our mission team 
uh, here that we support, they went into the community in apartment ministry and shared the gospel, loved on kids, played games with kids, just great, great, great kingdom work, just beautiful work by our students outside the house of the church, outside the walls of the church. Man, just making a difference in the community. I just can't be more proud of students, man, junior high, high school students especially, that just go out and give back. Just go love, man. Just go love. You don't have to do anything supernatural. He'll do that. You just gotta go. Just go, and, and, and God does the rest. And so this week, uh, our preteen, they were at Rise Camp. Many of, uh, many of the kids took part in Rise Camp. What a very, I mean, a beautiful week in, in, at Rise Camp. Uh, third grade, I want to make sure I get this right. Third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Did y'all go sixth as well? Sixth grade as well? I mean, beautiful week. And uh, many of the leadership team, and I want them to stand, if you're a leadership team and rise, right there, I mean, there's some college kids right there that are awesome, man. We love you. Thank you. I mean that. Thank you. Not, you don't, college kids don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. But they, they heard God say, you, you pour back in. You pour back in that generation, man, and, and that generation will one day do what you did. And I love that about them. I love their heart, man. They're beautiful. I, I just can't say enough. So this week, we don't slow down a bit. Uh, 7.15 in the morning, we, end up, we meet up here, a bunch of kids going to kids camp, and we'll, we'll pray over them at the end of the service. But they take off with Katie and her team. They do kids camp all week. Rise camp doesn't, doesn't let up. They go again, but they change. They go to the mature junior high high school kids. We'll see how that turns out, okay? But uh, we go to, to youth, to the junior high and high school rise camp this week. That'll be going on as well. And uh, Hope Choice does a beautiful job with that, Candy and her team. And we just can't say enough about all that they do for the kingdom. I mean, that's just kingdom work. And if you haven't caught on yet, this church is about kingdom work. Hey, I that's all I care about. I just care about Jesus, and I care about people getting saved and changing lives, man. That's all we care about. And so I just want to give it up for all them. Y'all give it up one more time for all that. It's the first time I've ever given a shout-out on toilet paper. So, man, it'll go down in history for me. So, so here's what I wanted to do over the next three weeks. I want to build a little series uh, over Psalm 119. Uh, psalm 119, if, you, if you're going to pick a, a psalm to memorize, can I give you some advice? Do not, don't get real cocky and go, I'll take Psalm 119. 175 verses. Uh, <laughs> woo! Take, get, a, get, a, get a little one. All right? David wrote small ones. That's not one of them, okay? 175, and we're not going to do all 175 verses. Some of y'all are real uncomfortable already. All right? Don't. We're, gonna, we're just gonna break down the nuggets of it. But, but here's, what, here's what I heard guys say while I, when I jumped in the study. Don't outrun them, Jeff. See, I, I'm, I'm a senior pastor right now that is, I'm not just burdened for our country, but I'm burdened for the church. And here's why, here's why I'm most burdened for the church. I don't think the church knows the word. I just don't think the church, I think the church has been taught the word. I think the church knows they're supposed to bring the word to church, but I don't know how much time the church has spent Monday through Saturday in the word. And I'm gonna tell you, when you're not in the word, (laughs) 
You cannot, you cannot have power and see supernatural things in your life if you skip the word. This right here, man, this is the greatest diet we got. This is the best diet in the world. This, this is what we got to hunger and thirst and eat on. We got to eat on it, man. So I wanted to look at four questions this morning that I think have to be asked and answered before we jump into Psalm 119, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm, I may not get there, I'll tell you. I may not even get started, and if I'm not, I'm just gonna shut it down, and we'll jump into it next week, because y'all gonna be here, and I'm gonna be here, and so we'll, we'll do that. But here, here's what I wanna do. I wanna answer the questions. Number one, who is the word? Who is the word? You walk up to the, you just walk up to anybody in church or on the street and say, who's the word? Who's the word? They can tell you what this is. Anybody can tell you this is a Bible. But what if they said, who is it? What do you mean? Like, I know it's the Bible, but who is it? Who is this? See, that's a big question. That's a very important question. And the Bible answers the question. Let's go see it. John chapter one. John chapter one. Verse one. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was, he was with God in the beginning. And through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has no understanding of it. Skip down to verse 10. He was in the world, and though the world, made, the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Look at verse 14. Who, who is the word? Here he is. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is the word? Jesus. Jesus. Say it with me, church. Jesus. When you open up the word, when you get into the word, when you, when you, when you pull up a good chair and a good cup of coffee and you open the word, what you're saying is, I'm opening Jesus. I'm opening up to Jesus. I'm, 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 I'm never more like him than when I'm in this word. See, he, he wants to spend time with you. He became flesh and dwelt among us. He became the word. So he says, in his, he says in John later on, he says, I have much to say to you, much. And he wants to say it through the Holy Spirit, but he wants to say it through the word. 
See, I, I believe we have not only a country, but we have a church, we have churches that have lost their appetite and desire for the word, the truth, man. What about you this morning? How long has it been since you really spent some really good time with Jesus? See, we don't say it like that very often. You say, well, have you spent some time with Jesus? Yeah, I was in church Sunday. That's not what I said. I've come to church before and missed Jesus. Anybody else? I'm, I've come, Dude, listen, you say, oh, you're a senior pastor. I'm not coming back. Honey, we're not coming back to his church, right? Listen, I can be busy with life, family, and all kind of stuff, and I can walk in here and what occupies my mind and my heart's attention at this point is all that stuff. And I can be in the house, and Jesus can be here, and his Holy Spirit can be moving, and we, I mean, I'm telling you, it can be thick, and I, my mind can be totally out. If my mind and heart are not here, that means my soul's not here, that means I am not connected with the Father. When you open up the word of God, you're opening up Jesus to speak truth into your life for him to come alive in your life. Who is the word? It's Jesus. If someone says, have you spent some time with Jesus? You bet I have. I was in the word this morning. That's Jesus. Jesus wants to give to you. So who can understand the word? It's a question I get asked a lot. Not just who can understand it, how do you understand the word? I wanna go to, second, I wanna go to 1 Corinthians Go to 1 Corinthians. Don't go to 2 Corinthians. <laughs> You're going to go, what the world? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Who can understand the word? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, look at verse 9. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by what? His spirit. The spirit searches all things, even deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Verse 12, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God's freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by man, by human wisdom, but by words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths and spiritual words. Look at 14. A man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, for they are foolish to him and cannot be understood by, by them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, now, listen to me, church. In order to freely grasp all that Jesus wants for you and all that Jesus has for you in his word, because Jesus says he is the word, if you are going to understand the word, you have to get Jesus first. Jesus is the avenue, the pipeline. He's the spirit that's going to unpack the word of God for you. If you don't have the spirit living in you by salvation, 
then the word of God that comes alive in the spirit, the spirit man can't grab it. The, 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 spirit, the man's spirit can be drawn to Jesus. The word tells you that. Man, the man's spirit can be drawn to him, to Jesus, right, by the Holy Spirit. The word of God can be an instrument that he uses to draw you to salvation. But if you're ever going to understand the spiritual depths and the spiritual things of God in his word, you first must be born again. You gotta be born again. And that's not being taught. It's not even being talked about because it's offensive and it's mean. I'm sorry, it's none of those things. It's love and it's truth. And if you're going to understand God's word, you have first got to understand that salvation is found in no other name except Jesus. And when Jesus saves you, he supernaturally puts his Holy Spirit in you. And so the hope, this Holy Spirit that's in you can interpret and enlighten and give, give, give this word right here, life to come alive. Listen to me. Ephesians says that we were saved and the Holy Spirit is our deposit guaranteeing our inheritance one day, all right? So you're sealed, marked by the Holy Spirit. He also says the Holy Spirit will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and that our eyes are enlightened to the word of God so that we can do the word. You can't do the word if you hadn't been raised a new person. You can't. We have a gentleman in our church who gave his life to Christ two, three, four years ago. When he first started coming to our church, he knew to come to church, you gotta bring your Bible. So he we went and got him a Bible. Got his name on it, good looking Bible, right? Then he got saved and he says, man, you know what happened? I said, what's that? I had this Bible at church before I got saved. It's like reading a newspaper. Whole bunch of print, didn't mean nothing. Then I got saved, born again. And Jeff, I'm gonna tell you right now, the next day I opened the word of God, that sucker just came alive. Stuff I'd read before, it just started coming alive. I'd run to my wife and say, you see this? Pastor, you see this? I'd tell my buddy, you see this? And they're all looking at me like, dude, welcome to the game. <laughs> Listen, you want to watch the word of God come alive in your life? First of all, you need to make sure you're born again. And then if you're born again, you need to spend some time with who? Jesus. Jesus, change you, man. Change you. It'll make it come alive. See, the word of God, the Bible, it's alive. Okay? Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is alive and active. All right? The reason the word of God is alive and active, guess why? Easter. Ring a bell? Y'all forget April? Easter is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, amen? He ain't here. He's risen. Who are you looking for? Why are you looking for him in there? That's dead people land. He ain't in there no more. He's gone. The reason it's alive is because Jesus is alive. He said, I become flesh and dwelt among you. The word of God is alive. So what happens is dead people can't get the word because dead people are dead. But when they come alive in Christ, the Holy Spirit unpacks the word to them, and then all of a sudden, boom, they see like they've never seen. They see the word like they've never seen it before. It comes alive in their life. They see supernatural things happen in their life, powerful things in their life. They begin to pray the scripture. Why? 
because scripture is powerful and living. And if you want dead something to live, you better pray life over that dead something, it'll get up and rise. But listen to me, if you're dead, you don't get the word. There's no reason for me to jump into Psalm 119. It's all about the word and statutes and precepts and promises if you don't know the word. If, you don't, if, you, if you're not born again, you're not gonna get it. I know you love Jesus, and I know you have a Bible, and it's got your name on it. It's beautiful, and I know Grandma read the Bible. But Grandma was saved. That's why she moved the way she did. She's powerful. Grandma's salvation doesn't save you. When you get born again, Bible come alive. Who can understand the word? People born again. Because the Spirit unpacks the word. If you don't have the Spirit in you, y'all not going to meet so what do I need to do? Well, it's pretty simple. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. If you're here today, you say, Jeff, I, I don't know that there is a day that I really met the Lord where he changed my life. God's drawn you to that point. If you'll draw to him right now and say, God, save me. God, I confess I'm a sinner. I, I, I confess I need to be born again. I need to be a new creation. You cry out to him right now, and he'll save you just like that, just like that. You don't have to do anything fancy. That's how easy it is. And if you're already saved and here and born again, you know what you need to do? He said, Jeff, I haven't spent time with Jesus like I need to. What you're saying is I haven't spent time in the word. If you'll just draw near to him with the word, he'll draw near to you and go, Welcome to the table, my child. Let me feed you. Let me feed you. If you don't know where to start, let me just add this. If you're born again and you've been saved, but you struggle with daily, really just reading the Bible, understanding the Bible, getting the Bible, that kind of stuff, you start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, right? Can I just tell you something? If you'll begin in the book of John, just begin in John 1.1 and just read John. John's where you're going to learn about Jesus. You're going to learn about the Holy Spirit. John's going to unpack everything for you and just start eating right there in John. It'll change your life. So who is the word? Jesus. Who can understand the word? Born again. What do I need to do? I just need to draw near to him. And what does the word do? I'm glad you asked. What does the word do? You ever, you ever had somebody say, Pastor, what, what, what does the Bible do in someone's life? I always say this. It makes everything grow. Everything grow. You want to be a better daddy? Spend time with Jesus. In the word, you'll be a better daddy. You want to be a better mama? Spend time with Jesus in the word, you'll be a better mama. You want to be a better kid? You want to be in a junior high student? You want to be a better high school student, college student? You want to be a better husband, daddy, father, whatever, get in the word. In the word, you're gonna be like Jesus and make everything grow. Look at, look at Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Look at verse 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making, its bud, making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Verse 11, so my word goes out from my mouth and will not return empty, 
but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When you get into the word, it makes all things grow. All things grow. If you want to grow as a believer, as soon as you get in the word, you will begin to grow. Listen to me. If you've not looked around lately, there is everything is growing. Weeds, grass, trees, we've never been so green. The brown panhandle has become green. Vegetation is growing, everything is growing. Why? Because liquid gold from heaven is consistently falling. And when it rains, my friend, I mean everything grows. If you're not growing today as a believer, it's because the Holy Spirit of God through the Word of God is not raining down on your life and making things grow. If you're in a dead spot, if you're in a valley, if you're, if you're in a drought spiritually, if you're just, I mean, you just are. If you're there, if you're stuck, it's because you, you have basically allowed yourself as a believer to get there by neglecting to spend time with Jesus. You say, well, I've been in church. I told you that's not the same. This is communicated word. You need individually revelation word. Revelation word, a stick, got a poor concrete, and nobody can shake it. How long has it been since you had a big old steaming bow of God's word. See, some of y'all thought I was gonna say Wolf Brand Chili, didn't you? <laughs> When's it, how long's it been? Listen to me. You're where you are. You're where you are by choices. Listen, when I get into a spot where I'm dry as a pastor, when I get busy, man, too many demands, too many people pulling from me, going too many places, too much, and I don't slow down. And I slow down, and sometimes I don't slow down enough and spend time where? Right here. I got to have it, man. You got to have it. None of us are above it. We all got to spend time in God's word. All got to. All got to. Romans 10, 17 says this. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. I've told, I told you before, nobody has a faith problem. You have a word problem. If you're born again, you have all the faith you need because faith got you what you got. You stepped out in faith and became a believer. You got faith, right? Because you got Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is faith, okay? But what happens to us is this. The world separates us from time with Jesus and his word. And so when Jesus speaks to us and asks us to do something, we go, ooh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't have enough faith. No, you don't have enough faith because you have neglected the word. If you will close the gap of the word, your faith goes right back up. You don't need your credit score to rise. You need your faith score to rise. Amen. And the way to do that is through the word. You got to get in the word. James 1.1 says, I mean, 125 says we need to be, 122, I'm sorry, to be doers of the word, not hearers only. See, you can come to church sometimes and hear the word. But what we need to do is be doers of the word. We need to sit with Jesus and get into the word. And can I just encourage you in the middle of summer, do not take a vacation from the word. Don't take a break from the word. Don't take the word off because we're where we are because of the word. 
The word is life. Jesus is life. If you feel lifeless, if you don't have any power, if you don't have any spunk, okay, you look around and go, man, I'm kind of dry. I'm kind of parched. You're there. Why? Because right here. Get in the word and it'll rejuvenate you. I'm telling you, if you look around, everything grows when it rains, all right? If you haven't noticed, <laughs> what also is growing is frogs and mosquitoes. Lord, help the poor. They're everywhere, all right? But listen to me. It will grow. Let it grow in you. The word of God will not come back void. It will what? Accomplish what? Its purpose. Its purpose is to grow you up in the word. Grow you up in the word. All right. I'm going to invite you to stand, church. I'm going to invite the worship team to make their way out. If you're on the ministry team, I'm going to ask you to come as well. You might be saying, well, Pastor, you never even got to Psalm 119. I know. But I'll be here next week, and you'll be here next week. Amen? There's no reason to get into that until we answer those questions. And so let me say this to you. If you're joining us online or here in the house, here's the question. Do I know that I know that I know that I know Jesus? No reason toting around Jesus and trying to read Jesus if you don't know Jesus. And you say, well, you just took a pop at my Bible and my church attendance. No, I did not. I loved you enough to speak truth to you because just because you have the things of God doesn't mean God has you. If you will give your life to Jesus and let him raise you up like he was raised up, he will give you life. Then when Jesus speaks life through his word in you and he pours that rain from heaven on you, guess what happens to you? You start growing. You start growing. It begins at salvation. So today, don't won't walk out. If you walked in lost and you know you're lost, it's not a bad thing, man. It's a bad thing to know you're lost and walk back out. The same. If you know you're lost, don't feel guilty or shame. Celebrate. God, he came to the right house, divinely put for such a time as this. Come give your life to Christ or give it to him right there. And let him make you new. If you're born again today, he said, Jeff, it's been a long time since I really got in the word, man. It's just been, I know better. It's just life got busy, got crazy, and kids, and schedule, and I was, whatever. Do yourself a favor. Go back to John. Get you a good cup of coffee and a quiet porch. Well, you better go inside mosquitoes to get you. <laughs> Stay in. Open up John 1. He said, Jesus, I want to meet with you. My soul is tired. My soul is parched. My soul is dry. And I'm trying, but, man, it's hard. I need you to fill me up. I need you to rain from heaven and grow me, man. If that's you today, you say yes to him. He'll meet you. You draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Let me pray. Father, we love you. Mm. It's so good to meet us right where we're at. 
You did that this morning. That's what's gorgeous about you. Man and woman married for 30-something years can come to church and you meet the woman where she is and the man where he is. Mm. It's only you can do that. So God, nothing else needs to be said. You're the word. And you come to dwell among us. So God, I, I just confess from me personally, I'm sorry that I didn't dwell with you when I need to. Come alive. So God, meet us where we're at. Water our soul with the word. And help us to grow. And God, if anybody in the sound of my voice or online doesn't know you, God, I pray they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ so he can become alive in them and raise them from the dead and speak life into them. God, do what you do best. Change lives in Christ's name. Amen, amen. Let's worship. This is your time. You come if you need to. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.